So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this June 6th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and once again, off to the left over there, we have Jane Victor-Norlock and Shauna Lovely. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, Rick. Hello. Hello. Boy, we just barely made it tonight under the wire. We got to talking on sound check. Mm-hmm. I guess what, Jane, you said, oh, wow, one minute, and... I dialed into the show, and I didn't think Sally was going to say anything until she suddenly said, your show will begin in five, four. And it's like, oh, hey, good. Timing is everything. Um, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely timing is everything. So you guys have news. You've been on the radio. <laughs> Funny. We have. We First, yeah, <laughs> I guess um, interesting story that we have to give a shout out first to uh, Lou Emanuel, who um, I guess the first shout out we have to give to is Diane, who runs an antique shop here, who when I first moved up here, just fell in love with this lady. I go to visit her every once in a while. She's really excited about the fact that I'm an artist and I'm young and, you know, she just, she knows Pascal's family and um, I gave her my cards and she's, I guess, apparently started handing them out. And one of them she gave to this woman named Lou, who we're going to be having on the, on the show, I think she's scheduled in July as a guest. Um, she's a poet and a healer. And it's just a, the list is long on what she does. So, um, But I've had a couple hearts-to-hearts with her, and we've chatted and made friends. And it's cool because she's local, so it's nice to have like a local female friend who kind of does similar work to what we do. And uh, she passed our name off to another friend of hers who runs a radio show. And uh, the invite came within like a couple of days, I guess. And next thing you know, we're on the radio, on a real radio station, <laughs> which was cool. On a, on, uh, it's a, on a terrestrial radio station. This is a real radio ter- station. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm, you know, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I was waiting for that. Yeah, totally. You're right. I actually I gave Robert trouble for that the other day on Facebook <laughs> for saying a real radio. Show? Like what? I do real radio. Uh, so it was it was different, definitely different uh, than what we're used to because we were in in a studio with, um, you know, I'm gonna say dare I say old fashioned recording equipment <laughs> as opposed to uh, just a computer and a mic like all our young people are doing. And uh, it was cool. It was such a lovely, wonderful lady. And the lady that was running the board 
uh, that runs the board and the radio station and does the recording for her. It's just an absolute joy to be around as well. So the energy was really good, but I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was nervous. And um, by the end of it, it was it was cool. I had fun. And we brought Shauna on for the second part of the interview because we did two parts. Did two half-hour so shows. Part, yeah, we did two half-hour shows. And um, I did the first part about, you know, my journey, how, how I ended up getting to Quebec and how I ended up starting writing and, and the books and all that stuff. And then the second half of the show was about Everyday Connection. And we talked about Shauna's contribution, Strangers Connect, Stranger Connections. And uh, it was cool. It was cool to be able to go and, and do that in that capacity and not give in to that fear that I used to have of speaking in public. So that was fun. Yeah, because you speak to the big public several times a week. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah, so. it is sort of, you know, established radio, old-fashioned radio. It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, magic. Um, like, you know, prestidigitation, not, not wizardry, but... Um, Magicians used to be, you know, man, they had big stage thing and this and that. And, you know, now you got Chris Angel that just walks out on the street and does something really cool. And radio's kind of like that. We have, you know, a laptop and a little microphone or could do it from an iPad and iPhone. We've had several guests that have been on their iPhone on Skype to be on. And uh, so it takes very little, actually, to do it. And, uh, uh, but it's kind of fun, all those trappings, I would think. Big studio and mics on. They have the big microphones yeah. on big arms where you can move them around. And oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, the microphones, the headset, the, the recording equipment. Um, whole professional setup. It's not, you know, it's a 99.9 is the radio station here. And uh, it it was just, it was cool. The only thing that, you know, it really made me aware of what we're able to do compared to what we would do or have to do if we went to a station that's monitored by the CDC or or CDC, but you know the people who monitor the radio airwaves. Yeah, right. And F- and that was you know all up in our grill because we yeah it it would really um, it would really clip our wings. I think to go that route at this point it's because not, we have built such a honest. Last night's show. That was totally unexpected for me anyway. Last night's show, and uh, it was a bit, you know, the FCC wouldn't have let that go. No, and but we can, and that's what's brilliant about it. And if if we happen to have listeners who don't particularly appreciate that brand of of expression, then, quite frankly, it's I I don't care. I'm it's, sorry for your being offended, but it's your the one of our other episodes. it's your yeah it's your issue that you're offended by that one, and that doesn't mean they're all like that. But we need to stand on the truth of our offer to be an open, uncensored platform for people, and and that's what we provide. And and if we went to yeah. a Station, we wouldn't be able to do that. We so try, we try was, to remember to tell every guest before the show starts during our pre-show uh, sound check and, and, and thing, uh, which got a little 
extended tonight, and sorry about that if we feel a little rushed, but um, we try to tell them, look, there's no subjects off limits. You can, you know, you can talk about this however you want to talk about it. And uh, and last night, Angela just started right in with, you know, the power of words, and in particular, the power of the F-bomb. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can say, so I'll just say F-bomb, to which, you know, I think all three of us pretty much in the course of about 10 seconds responded, Oh yeah, you can fucking say that. And uh <laughs> yeah. And we don't we don't now I would say if you listen to last night's show, it really was not it was discussed in in an intelligent and adult manner. We were not just, you know, throwing the F bomb because we could. And there's you know, uh movies and comedians and stuff that do that. They throw the F bomb around just because they can and it makes people giggle because they're nervous. It's like giggling in a cemetery or something, you know, it's because you're nervous. That's not a good way for a comedian to get laughs, but um, uh, it turned out to be a very uh, wonderful show. And uh, and I understand that we'll we'll perhaps be doing some more talking about the power of words tonight. If, uh, I think we will, and I think it's probably going to be in a bit of a different context. But... Um, it's just, I have so much appreciation, first I got to say, for the opportunity for going on the air to speak to um, the, the Sunshine Center's radio station. <laughs> Why am I stumbling? I'm so tired. Wow. Ilya. Ilya. And Holly. And Holly. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. At the Sunshine. I, at the Sunshine Center. Center. And, and the station's 99.9. Um, it, and I have so much appreciation for it. And if I'm stumbling... Because it was a really, it, it was a really high energy show. It was something that I'm not used to doing, and I uh, apparently haven't had nearly enough coffee tonight to get me back to what I'm doing now. But it, it didn't just stop at the radio show. We had an interesting, an interesting experience on our way home, like literally down the road from where I live. We've been talking about the stars and the cycles right now and what's going to be happening as far as the energetics and water was coming into it a lot (laughs) like a lot I mean Shauna would be able to explain it better because she's that's more kind of her territory and her her zone but we stopped to get the mail as we always do on our way home and it it was the most random thing just sitting in our mailbox this earring and I'm pretty sure it's glass it's like blown glass and um it's it's all blue and clear and bubbly, kind of like water. So I, I've taken it off the earring part and I've actually put it on a chain and put it around my neck because I think there's probably a reason why it was just randomly sitting in our mailbox. And I, I don't know why it's there, but thank you to whatever thank angel you, George. popped that in the box. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, our executive producer, George, he he put these two power boards show, or at least where we're going to talk about those things from different angles, Right together, and we didn't even know. See, that's how we run this. Thing. No, no, we don't have a clue totally what we're doing. <laughs> how do you how do you do this radio show? Because y'all do some awesome. St- I have no earthly idea. <clears throat> it's just like how did you and Gene meet? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. But but where do you find your guests in my email box? What? What? <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I can make up a story. It's true. Though. We're really experts at. Combing the fields for yeah no, uh uh-uh. uh George is. It's 
it's true. It's where we find our guests. It's where we get, you know, our marketing promotions actually comes from George as well because this chance to go on air and, and talk about my books and to talk about our radio show and, and to have that kind of experience, that that was a random series of circumstances and synchronistic events. And what else is that but George? You right. Know? So, and the team over there is going to send information about, apparently there's a website or an app or a, there's some way that you'll be able to hear this if you're not uh, in. It's the TuneIn app. Ah, huh. cool. TuneIn, yeah, it's a radio station app for, I know iPhones, I would assume Androids and Blackberries and all those other uh, unnecessary contraptions next to <laughs> iPhone. No stuff. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, if you don't if you don't have our wavelengths here, you can download that app, or you can go onto the the radio station's website, which I'm not gonna assume any address right now, uh, and stream it live there. Which that that link will come up later. Yeah, we'll but you can jump the gun and now. get tune in. Yeah, and uh, and all of us, you know, unnecessary Android folks will see. Maybe we will. <laughs> Maybe we won't. <laughs> It, in short, it was a lovely experience. It, it was, it definitely was. It was a wonderful, fun time had by all. And uh, we're going to be getting Ilya on the show as a guest as well because she does, um, she, she does run the Sunshine Center, and they offer a lot of unique healing alternatives. So we'd like to get her on the show and hear her story, kind of. Yeah, because really, I know I mean, how this all came about for her. It would seem to me, you know, as how cool it is. You found some, you know, a, a lady friend there and locally that does what you do. And some people are probably thinking, well, yeah, they're everywhere. And but you, because you're in a relatively small place, it's not like, you know, yeah, in Houston, I'm in Houston. It, there's millions of people here. There's bound to be somebody else that, you know, but the smaller the group, the lower the odds it would appear. Although those odds seem to be changing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quickly discovering. Um, I I kind of sat back and waited to see what I would find, rather than go out searching. And I'm quickly dis- discovering that now that I'm I've been here long enough that I feel settled in and ready to explore the area. That these people are kind of being brought to me, and that's a beautiful thing. Go, George. Yeah. Right. So it's. There's, there's no pressure to build these relationships because they're there and they're available and I just have to tap into them when it's time. Yeah. Awesomeness. Total awesomeness. So there's the, the Shana Jean report. Shana Jean said like... Snicky. 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 The Snicky report. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up with Some the icky part of that. They're kind of sneaky. Yeah, well, I would imagine that's probably not the first time that the icky business has happened to you. You had to survive high school and stuff, didn't you? <laughs> this is true. Oh, yeah. Names can be, you know. And, of course, oh, I, I caught mine share being a Richard, you know, because Rick's not the only nickname for Richard. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately for me, my father has the one of the other popular nicknames for Richard, which would be the the name Dick. And um, so, you know, in high school, all kinds of kids talks about their dad being a dick, and I was telling the truth when I said that. 
Not that dick. There I was almost uh, almost on time with it. Almost, almost on time. So shall we bring her in? Do you think she's passed the patient's test? Absolutely. And we've been sufficiently odd that, you know, we've covered the no topics are off limits thing pretty thoroughly, I would say, by now. Uh, so uh, we have with us tonight uh, what promises to be a very interesting guest. Of course, I say that a lot, I'm sure. Um, but uh, tonight's guest is an, uh, describes herself as an outlaw shaman. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to finding out exactly what that means. But we have with us author, uh, shaman, uh, spellbreaker, Shauna Holm. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We're super happy to have you. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to this. It can never be enough Shaunas. Never be enough Shaunas? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <clears throat> oh, yes. Ah. How do you spell your name? I'm curious. Not like yours. <laughs> S-H-A-W-N-A. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mine is yeah. It's it, mine's the Celtic spelling. So, and I've been spelling it's it for people cool. my entire life. <laughs> so I've seen awesome. every variation. Awesome. I've never seen it like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, what would you guys like to talk about tonight? Where should we begin? Well, we're just going to start with our first base question that we start with for everybody. Okay. And. Uh, who knows where George will take it from there. So, uh, Shauna Holm, who on earth are you and what do you do? All right. Well, you describe me as an outlaw shaman and spellbreaker and author, and and I will say that I've been a practicing shaman for, gosh, probably like seven or eight years now. That is my spiritual practice, and and the reason why I describe myself as an outlaw shaman is because I see a lot of watered-down kind of shamanism in in our Western culture, and I I endeavor to take my students beyond what I refer to as the cultural mass trance and into the territory of the sacred and uh, Shamans work with different allies, spirit allies, and my ally, or my medicine really, is owl medicine, and owl sees in the dark. Owl sees what others can't, and owl sees what others won't. So owl medicine can be a little hard to take for some people at times, but we really all must learn to see now, right? We really need to be able to see in the dark so we can really see our way out of uh, a lot of problems that we've been dealing with on this planet for a long, long, long time, right? So so I think owl medicine is essential, and I'm a writer, and uh, so I am currently promoting my new book, which is called Love and Spirit Medicine, and this book is it's published. It's available on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and Kindle and everywhere you would find a book. And it, what it does is it chronicles the demise of my marriage, but told very consciously, and it explores my own personal shadow and projection, and it's very vulnerable personal telling, and then it goes into a relationship that develops between myself and uh, a male friend of mine, and together we begin exploring shamanically 
plant medicine. We begin exploring the mushroom medicine, and we do it very reverently. And so what began as just an initial foray into it uh, ended up going for over a year where I would engage that medicine monthly, and I would do it uh, a la Terence McKenna. And Terence McKenna was, he died in 2000, and he wrote prolifically on plant spirit medicine. And he advocated doing the mushrooms lying down in the dark, eyes closed, five grams. So in other words, you're not running around shrooming. You're not running around at Burning Man doing your thing. No, this is an interior and very sacred experience. And so what happened to me was uh, I healed on very a very, very deep level, and uh, it shifted me dramatically. And so it's been two years since that first occasion now. And, and, and as I was experiencing that, I realized, well, first, I'm a voracious researcher. I read over 40 books on entheogenic mushrooms. And theogen, by the way, is a word that is used to describe psychotropic plant medicines, and uh, it comes from the Greek word entheogen. Are you still there? Uh-oh, we've lost our connection. Where would we go? No, we're here. Oh, you are? Okay, good, good. We're good. here. Terrific. All right, good. And theogen comes from the Greek, gen means to generate, and theos is God within. So it means generating God within. So there, I read over 40 books on entheogenic mushroom medicine. All but two were written by men. They're very good books, and for the most part, quite academic, very um, informative. But I felt personally that what was missing was a woman's voice, because plant medicines Plants in general have long been the domain of women, and, and, and women knew what medicines would heal, what plants would heal, and they knew which plants would, would assist um, and remove the pain of childbirth if they were needed. They knew which plants were poisonous, and oh boy, did they know what plants would take you into ecstatic states. And so I wanted to offer a very vulnerable and personal woman's telling of exactly what these medicines will do to shift very old ingrained behavior patterns and belief systems, you know, and 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 really put that forth. And and it's it's um it's a it's a bit of a risk. I think I'll be just fine, but I, I part of why there are very few women's voices is it's kind of dangerous, you know, because because we're talking about a substance that is uh, wrongfully, in my opinion, illegal, uh, and uh, and and they could take your kids away if they want, if they really wanted to target you. You know what I mean? But by the same token, my feeling was there's too much wisdom to be imparted. My story is too important, and it needs to get out there because we have a culture of of um, lost and depressed people. You know, we've really many people have become so dis. Dis, uh, disassociated or divorced from nature and from their true nature, right? So we all know that. So, so um, plant medicines are a very powerful way to bring you back into the true essence of, of who you are and bring you back into deep connection with Mother Nature. So that's a very long-winded answer for you, but, but this, is, this is my book. And, and I don't, by the way... Um, I mean, I consider myself a plant medicine shaman, but it's my own path. You know, I don't, I don't host 
plant medicine ceremonies for people because obviously we can't do that in this culture. Uh, but it has deepened my teaching profoundly, and I would certainly, you know, assist someone if you know they were looking for that in terms of making sure that that they did this in a very safe context. Because I also, as a mature woman, I'm 50, and I really stress the importance when you work with these plant medicines uh, of bringing them into a ritual context because they're not escape mechanisms. It's not about escape, you know, and we live in a culture where we are really, we really learn how to abuse drugs, you know, and, 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 and most drugs are very dangerous and, um, you know, um, highly addictive, you know, like prescription drugs and alcohol and cigarettes and then street drugs that are readily available that are, you know what I mean? So, and those get abused and plant medicines such as mushrooms are actually expanders of consciousness. You know, it's a totally different deal. And I can assure you that if you run down to your neighborhood drug deal and you ask them if they've got mushrooms or, or peyote or something like that, they'll look at you like you have two heads because they only have the, med- the, not the medicines, the drugs that will destroy you, you know? Well, and and even the ones that uh, that might have, you know, the actual substance, they don't know anything about how it's supposed to be used. How it um, don't. I don't want our listeners to think that I'm hammering on a subject, but I'm also 50 and totally immature. And um, we've covered on our. We did a whole show with uh, Angela on sacred plant medicine, where she talked about ayahuasca and uh San Pedro mm-hmm. and that it, it it we had Mitch Schultz who had the DMT the spirit molecule. Oh yes, sure. And, and there it is not uh, he went on to talk about ayahuasca and having a proper uh, uh and reliable ayahuasca mm-hmm. uh because it is not go down to the street corner grab some stuff and fire it up or eat it or drink it or make tea or whatever and you're there it is. It there's right. there's a whole ritual and ceremony and preparation around these things and it's there for a reason. Uh if you're going to use it the uh, you know for the highest benefit for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they're expanders of consciousness and and I actually describe the mushrooms as um, it's my way of going through the portal and sitting on God's lap and talking to the spirits. You know, that's that's what I do. And then I always gain such such insight, you know, that, that helps me with not only my own personal life, but it's really deepened my desire to be of service to life, you know, and it's really deepened my own my own teaching, you know, for, for the the people that I, I work with here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's 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 really it just amazes me what these medicines are, are capable of. I was actually just uh, in April. I was in San Francisco at the MAPS conference. Have you heard of that? It's the psychedelic. It's the um multi yeah. yeah multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies. That was fascinating. Just amazing. A hundred researchers from thirteen different company uh, companies. Haha. <laughs> it's funny I would say that because that's closer to the truth. But in any case, we'll call them. But they uh, all descended uh, in San Francisco to share their research uh, around different medicines, such as the psilocybin, uh, uh, ayahuasca, 
MDMA, um, ibogaine, which is out of Africa, and, and the capacity for these substances to heal and heal afflictions, real suffering, you know. Uh, for instance, MDMA uh, heals intractable PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, it's, it's amazing. And psilocybin and also MDMA uh, heal depression. And then ibogaine uh, works uh, to completely eradicate addictions such as say, that's heroin. Worth horrible addictions that people just can't shake. And right. ibogaine, yeah. over. Yeah, amazing. And not only does it remove the addiction of heroin, but of course, trying to get your off, yourself off that, you know, it's, it, it's one of the most just egregiously just agonizing withdrawal, you know, and, and you take the ibogaine, they don't have the withdrawal. They don't have those withdrawal symptoms. I mean, it's astonishing. Astonishing. So there is, you know, a tremendous amount uh, that these plants, that these medicines offer. There's a tremendous amount to be learned. And, you know, they need to be taken within proper context, proper, it's called set and setting, you know, you, because that's the other thing, too, when you give yourself over to these plants, as you all well know, you're, you've given yourself over, you know, if, if you don't want to be on them, well, you've got about another three or five hours, or maybe longer, you know what I mean, before you're fully out of that. So you want to be in a very safe container, you know, where you're safe and held and, and you can go deep and, and, and experience those realms and, and get your insights. You know, they're really amazing. It's, it's a shame because in this culture we have no we have no touchstone. You know, we don't have recognized shamans in Western culture. So there's you know, there's no touchstone and yet I'm seeing right now, my goodness, I couldn't have brought this book out at a better time because I'm noticing such a hunger in people. They're really interested in this. A lot of people really, really fascinated, and they want to learn more. And and, uh, and I notice so many that are drawn by stories that are based in shamanic heritage and tradition of of these uh, entheogens. Yet, um, yet they end up with you know the guy down the road, or uh, God forbid, they start putting plants together based on some YouTube video. Uh, um, yeah. And um because like you said, we've we've uh outlawed and 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 out societied all of that traditional wisdom, that that handed down native wisdom and I'll I'll go ahead and second your observation. I think a lot of it has to do that Women carried a lot of that information from one generation to the next, and and this male-dominated society that sprang up was um, didn't want anything to do with that, and I think, frankly, scared of the power that they saw there, and um, uh, so it got it got pushed away, and it's without that uh, context, then the the uh, you know, in the right context, a gun can feed your family. Exactly. In the wrong context, it kills dozens of children. It, it, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, objects and things, and, and of course plants are living things, but that, that the things in our life don't have a built-in good or evil. It's 
what we do with them, what we choose to do with them. It's the intention. It's the same thing with, with magic, working with magic. The magic, the energy itself is neutral. It's two sides of the coin, right? So it can be used. Well, like we were saying earlier, the, really the magic is in the language. It's in words. That's, how, that's where spelling a word came from. You spell a word, you literally cast a spell, you know. And so you can use the power of words to... Uh, to uplift people or to imprison, you know, and that's where also uh, curses, because I've spent a lot of time in Latin America, and oh my goodness, cursing each other, they do that all the time, and and in Peru, and people will go to specific sorcerers, you know, and put a curse on people, and, and, and that's a whole other deal, but, you know, you the way you sort of curse someone, you know, with your words, and you're you're sending that intention, that emotion through your words, and you know, the other person can absorb those words and believe them, right? Because spells only work if you believe them. But if you believe them, you can be in a bit of a mess, right? So anyway, if, whatever, we're going back. Or to even if just everybody spells. other than you believes them, you know. Pardon? If everybody other than you believes them. Right. That, you know, you become the society pariah. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> the the knowledge is deeply woven into the language and it, you know what do you, uh, celebrities are always getting knocked about by rumors and so what do they do they get up to dispel ha, rumor right right yeah very good yeah i love i love playing with words because they're just so they're so amazing what i do with words too is i go to the etymology of words etymology is word origins because um you will find that if you look up just the basic definitions definitions of words actually change often with the times whereas when you go into the etymology that gives you the original intention of that word you know so it's fascinating there's a website called etym online e t y m online.com and you can go and just look up word origins it's fascinating and then there's the other play with words where you play with i think it's called green language where you're just playing with the word itself so in for one this is one of my favorites that word frequency that we're hearing a lot frequency free queens see isn't that fun free queens mm-hmm. And then another one, too, it's the culture we've been raised in, which we're all basically deprogramming ourselves from. We're in the process, you know, of deprogramming. Culture. Culture, right? Anyway, I just think it's... No. Oh, yeah, we, I, I've been threatening to put together a book of all the words that I've, I've pulled apart. And, oh, do! You know, Darylanka that uh, channels Bashar. Bashar's fond of pulling words apart. And, you know, you have dis-ease. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is is one of the easy ones, but you know. Oh, here's one. Here's uh, a trick. Here's a trickery one. The Declaration of Independence. No, you are in dependence. And um, so, uh, yeah. you know, people that tell you you should pay attention. Well, at tension is not where I want to be. Right. And um, and of course, imagination. I, magi, nation. Yeah, 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 Nation yeah. Nation of the magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbeknownst yeah. to ourselves, but, you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah, write that book, Rick. I'll buy it. I'll read it. <laughs> it's a great capital idea. Yeah, I love words. So, yeah, we're always playing this with, uh, when I work with my students, we, we, we play with words a lot because it's a real, it, it wakes you up, you know, because all of a sudden, 
you're looking at something completely differently, completely differently. I mean, it really is a way to break spells, you know, break spells in, in people. So, quite fun. So, how did you how did you get started at all of this? I mean, like... With the shamanism, you mean? Or Yeah, like, take us back to young Shauna. Was okay. young Shauna always connected? Young Shauna always knew? What kind of... Oh, I will, yeah. You know, what kind of home were you raised in? And did you have an adventure to get here? And what kind of adventure was that? I'm, I'm curious to know how you got onto the path and and what the path was like getting to where you are now. Sure, sure, yeah. And I talk about this in my book, Love and Spirit Medicine. I was born in Toronto, Canada, so you've got a fellow Canadian here, sweetie. And uh, I was born in Toronto, too. (laughs) Me, too. (laughs) Yeah, so, and I was very connected as a child to the fairy realms, and I, I had a very vivid imagination. And I also had... I had clear cognizance, the knowing, but I didn't know that as a child, and no one knew that either. But what I called it was confirmations. That was the strongest word I could think of where I would just, I would know something. All of a sudden, information would come in, you know, like I remember knowing, I I received the knowing that we were going to be moving from Canada to the United States. I was like 12, and I remember thinking, I can't tell anyone this because no one will know. And then, you know, two weeks later, my dad sat us down and said, we're moving to the States, you know. And uh, so I called it confirmations because I knew when that information came in, there was no bargaining. There was no, you know, it was that's the way it was. And I also was very sensitive in feeling. I could feel I could feel the energy in a room. I could feel people. So that's the clear sentience. So I had that. And, and um and then I, I say in my book that I then proceeded to try to fit into a culture or a society that I never really could fit into, and I really did try my darndest. Uh, in any case, um, you know, lived in New York City in my 20s. I've always been a pretty kind of a, a bit of a, a rebel, and um, which I'm so grateful now. I'm so grateful that, it, that you know, I didn't try to sort of have a quote-unquote normal life. I mean, I did kind of, didn't work. And, um, and then eventually you know, married uh, a guy, of, of all things, a Wall Street guy, but he was really funny, really smart. And we had two beautiful daughters. This was in New York. And then I got dragged kicking and screaming to Seattle. And then when I turned 40, our marriage fell apart. And I found myself as a single mother, which I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined for myself. And that's when my whole world fell apart. And my whole world began, right? Because that was the classic face slap that so many of us experience either through divorce or death or an illness, right? Or something, right? Where it just slaps us awake. And that happened and I began meditating every day. I just was called to meditate. And the way I meditate is I don't need to go to a class. I always tell people it's your birthright. Just prop your pillows up in your bed and get yourself comfy and close your eyes. And then I would say to people, if you need a mantra, this is before I knew any of this stuff, right? It just came to me that the most powerful mantra you can say, the most powerful words you can say are, I am. I am. That's all you have to say. Because just by being, we bless this earth. You know, I knew that innately. And then I also read different books on consciousness, you know, and then I found my way eventually to a spiritual teacher, Dr. Brew Joy, who started as a medical doctor and then became a spiritual teacher. And I went to to, to Arizona and spent 10 days 
with him with this like foundational kind of workshop he does. And he had us do three days of fasting and silence. And I couldn't wait to get off on my own into the desert. And so I went out and it came to me that I had to construct a circle. Now, I didn't know anything about shamanism. I didn't know what a medicine wheel was, nothing. But I constructed this circle. I talk about this in my book as well. And then I, it came into me, I had to put an X in there. And I didn't understand either that that means that's an equidistant cross, you know, that delineates the four directions. But anyway, I put the X in there. And then I hung out inside that circle. I sat and I laid down in that circle for the next two and a half days. And my kundalini opened, awakened. And that's that energy, as you know, that resides in the base of your spine. And this energy started moving from the base of my spine up my, uh, up my spine. And, and I started quaking. And I, I became like a Quaker. I was quaking for every, every night for uh, almost a year after that happened, all this energy moving in my body. And I was having visions. And uh, and I basically left that circle three days later as a, you know, uh, a, a sort of a, a newborn shaman sh- or learning shaman, right? And then I started finding my way to different shaman teachers. And... Um, and then I ended up in the Yucatan working with a beautiful shaman, Miguel Angel Vergara. And at one point, he took me to these sacred caves near the temples of Ushmal, and we met another shaman there. And, and, and we went into the caves, and the shaman said, you know, I'm going to give you a Mayan baptism. We'd had a conversation before that, and, and this was not planned, but this is what happened. But he wanted me first to meet the Mayan cosmic mother, Ishel. And so he took me to this place in the cave where her energy was there, and I felt her come into me, and the shaman saw it happen. And after that occurred, she began speaking to me, and she began teaching me. And so that, um, when I came home from that, it came to me that I need to host ceremonies, full moon ceremonies for the women in my community, and, and, and so create this community around, around women and bring forth wisdom. So I've been doing that for four years. And and that also ended up, you know, so I do a lot of ceremonial work. I do a lot of teaching. And and as I said, this is my spiritual practice. And then I work very closely with nature. I, I always joke that I don't really get the regular technology, but the, I do understand the technology of nature. That I do understand. And, and so, so I've been doing that. And then two years ago, as I said, that was when I found my way to the plant. And, and I had worked with the ayahuasca a, a couple of times, but it, and it was very profound, and it came to me that that's not my medicine, that my medicine's the mushroom. And I live in the Pacific Northwest, and mushrooms grow prolifically here, you know, if you know what to look for. And, and I will say to listeners, be very, very careful, because if you pick the wrong mushroom, you'll poison yourself and you could die. You know, so you really, really, really want to do your research on that before you go picking, you're looking for and picking, you know. That was, in the in the shaman tradition, you might have been an apprentice for years. Right. And, and have picked the right thing every time for years before you were allowed to ever make it for somebody else. Right, right, right. That's right. So, anyway, so that's my, that's been my background, and um, and it's been an extraordinary life. I mean, I absolutely love what I do and and now what's happening for me with this book is I am I am um t- really reaching out to a much wider uh array of people you know I'm taking myself kind of global at this point you know and and sharing this information because I I feel that this is something that 
our that so many people are hungry for now because I know the power of these medicines. I know the power to heal. And I also know how people like to abuse and they and they get lost pretty easily, you know. So I feel like I have a responsibility also to kind of just be a bit of an assist there in terms of directing people to the responsible use of these medicines because they are in my opinion, they are a sacrament. And the the, the piece, I, I was having a, a conversation uh, with a, a gentleman who belongs to the Native American church, and he was telling me that one of the elders in the Native American church, that's where they work with the peyote, he said, well, there will be three sacred plants that are really going to change the change the world. And those plants are peyote, ayahuasca, and ibogaine. And my friend said, what about the mushroom? And he said, immediately the elder said, no container. And so what he means by that is, you know, in the Native American church, when they work with the peyote, they they have a sacred container. It's an unbroken lineage, you know, where they are working uh, in teepee. It's a ritual context. It's very, very sacred. There's a tremendous amount of intention that goes into it, and you create this beautiful, pristine space within the teepee to call in the spirit, and there's a fire in the center of the teepee, and it's very beautiful, very beautiful. I've had the, the great privilege of experiencing being in one of those ceremonies. And then you have the ayahuasca traditions, and now I'm speaking to the unbroken ayahuasca traditions, right, like you guys were talking about earlier. Right. Not not those, those um, you know, tricksters and troublemakers who are, you know, uh, getting a lot of these Westerners, you know what I mean, and, and sh- giving them an ayahuasca experience and, and you know, whatever, ri- sexually molesting women on the medicine and just all those horror stories we're hearing because there are people getting themselves in trouble with that. you got to really make sure you know who you're working with. But in the unbroken ayahuasca lineages, that too is this beautiful container where you are safe and held and also, you know, protection has been set up because that's another piece I should speak to is is that when you're working with these medicines, you're, you really, you're opening yourself up. And uh, there are other beings, I, I say, you know, tricksters and troublemakers out there, as above, so below, as within, so without. You know what I mean? You open yourself up. You can, um, you can encounter maybe, you know, something you really would rather not have picked up along the way. And, and, and when I did my medicine journeys with the mushrooms, I always did ceremony. I worked with copal, which is a tree resin. So it does, you know, what sage does, right? There is a spirit in that in that tree resin. And so I would create a circle. I'd walk around the circle with my copal three times, you know, so I'm creating a boundary. And the copal spoken to me on the medicine, and she's refers to herself as big sister, and, and nothing gets past big sister copal that's not supposed to get past, right? You're working with a plant ally. There's so much to learn about these plants, not just the psychotropic plants, right, but, but these herbs. I mean, there's so much to be, to be learned from them because they really are intelligences, you know? They have so much to, to teach us. But in any case, so yes, I would do this ritual context, and I would have an intention for going in, you know, and then I would open my heart because I always joke that your rap doesn't work in the spirit realms, right? Because they can see right into your heart, you know? So I just open my heart. This is my truth. And I go in and, you know, 
I talk to beings or I get insight in, in you know, there, there's a fabulous book by Dr. Thomas Roberts, who's professor emeritus at Northern Illinois State University. He teaches the only course of its kind in the States called Foundations of Psychedelic Studies. And he wrote a book called The Psychedelic Future of the Mind that just came out this spring. And he talks about going in there to solve problems. You know, because you can't, Einstein said, you can't solve problems with the same mindset that created them. And he says that his his psychedelic journeys over the course of his lifetime are the equivalent of earning his doctorate at Stanford, he said. Because he goes into these journeys, you know, it just he's got questions, you know, and, and it expands your mind. It brings you in this expanded mindset. And, and, and what he says is, you know, we've got the waking consciousness, that's one mind state. We've got sleep. That's a mind state. And we've got dreaming. That's another mind state. And we know that if we don't sleep and we don't dream, that affects our waking state, right? We also know if you meditate, that has a beautiful synergistic effect on your waking state. So do things like, you know, Tai Chi and yoga and martial arts, that kind of thing, right? And so he's saying, you know, if we don't expand our mind state, if we don't explore other mind states, it's the equivalent of, of, of of working on a computer and all you do is the chess program. That's the only thing you do and you, you disregard all those other programs available to you. So he is saying we need to do more research on, you know, these expanding our mind states with medicines like these in proper set and setting and, and, and exploring just how that works synergistically because you really do come back with ideas. You know, what Terrence McKenna used to say is what this planet needs is consciousness. So when you travel in those states, you expand consciousness and then you bring that back. You bring that back, be it be it wisdom or, or, or you know, something that's solving a perplexing problem or, or whatever it is. So, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and they really do. They all have their own sort of lessons to teach and um, might be one reason that people feel drawn towards one and not another. They all sort of, just like there's different herbs for an upset tummy and a headache, there's different entheogens for different types of learning and different quests. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're different teachers, you know. I mean, my working with the ayahuasca, just a couple times I did, totally different teacher than the mushroom. I mean, beautiful teacher, but even I felt with the ayahuasca, you know, nothing really happened, you know, the, the next few times I did it. And I could feel her receding, you know, and I understood later. When you look back sort of at the perfect choreography of your life, I realized, ah, I see. Okay, so I was being directed to the mushroom. I understand. Okay, you know, not that I wouldn't return to the ayahuasca in the right, with the right opportunity if it were to come down the road, you know. But, uh, but yeah, and then the peyote, very different also, very different. In fact, the mushroom and the... Ayahuasca, you have your eyes closed. It's very interior. With the peyote, you gather as a group because someone has sponsored the ceremony. And by that, I mean someone has called the ceremony for a specific intention. And that intention might be to celebrate the birth of, of a baby or or um, or to gather to pray for someone who's very ill, right? There's There's some reason. So this peyote ceremony that I was involved in, the sponsor, who was a woman, she called together all women to, and our prayer was for the empowerment of women to go out in the world and heal. So, so you know, you do that, and then they light the fire in the center, and then you have your eyes open. 
And what you're doing is you are looking into the fire and you are holding on to that prayer for the group. And you do that for really the majority of the evening. And then, and then, and then there is room for you to pray for your own family and then pray for sort of your own stuff. But yet you receive a powerful healing, you know, throughout, throughout the piece. It's really interesting. If you ever, well, if you were ever called to that, I would just highly recommend it. It's such a beautiful experience. I was really touched, really touched. Uh, by by that, what a beautiful community. Mm. Yeah, I don't want any of our cautions to uh, to sound like we're trying to steer somebody away from something. It's just I don't know how we lost the about uh, mind altering substances. How we lost the same caution you'd have hiring a contractor. You know, yeah. you hire, yeah. well, you're going to hire a contractor and he shows up to your house and it's just him in a t-shirt with paint on it. Right. Or he shows up, and he may still have a T-shirt with paint on it, but he's got a clipboard, a tape measure, and a camera. And he's taking pictures and taking notes and measuring stuff. Which of those two are you going to hire? Right. So, you know, the the guy that's like, you know, well, what kind of mushrooms are those? I don't know, the good kind. Or the one that can tell you about, you know, decades of history of how this has been used and for what and for why and, you know. Well, that's the problem with making them illegal, right? And 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 that was a very kind of sweeping, ridiculous. Had nothing to do with science whatsoever, right? They just they just classified all of those fear. As, as fear, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they became um, Schedule One drugs, and and um, you know nothing could be further from the truth. Schedule One drug, by the way, for anyone who wants to know, it's three things. The first one is um, no medical value whatsoever. Well, we know that incorrect um the second is highly addictive believe me you know psychotropic plants they're not you do not want to be doing mushrooms or you know any of those you know what i mean uh, <laughs> every day trust me <laughs> they're not addictive okay. it's quite the opposite in fact um and then the, the other one is very highly dangerous and that's not true either at the same time they deserve our respect because there are no touchstones in this culture you do have these people right we've heard of our whole lives, right? They do LSD or mushrooms or whatever it is they do, and they're at a party or they're at a nightclub or out on the street. God knows where they are, but they're not, there's no set setting, right? And they have no touchstone. They've done no sort of inner work either. Here's the other piece, too, that's interesting about the, the indigenous cultures that do work with these medicines. The whole family does it. The whole community will do it together, right? The ayahuasca, the whole community does it. Sure. You know, as a community. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with escaping, and especially in the Amazon. If you're running around the jungle trying to escape, you're dead, right? You've got to be on your toes, <laughs> you know? So they do those medicines, to, you know, in specific time, you know, together, again, in a very safe setting, and, and, and they do it to, to, to learn and, and to, to heal the community. Uh, so just, yeah, very, very different. And so we've, we've made these substances illegal. This is the thing, too. I mean, someone like myself, I would be a very good guide, a very good guide to have, you know, if, if someone wanted to do this medicine. But nope, can't do it, right? right. Can't do it. Cause, can't. Yeah, which is but, tragic. But can do it without tremendous danger, like you said, to your family, to... Exactly. Your, to care for your family. You could have your children taken away. And, exactly. Uh, it is... Uh, sort of the best way to make sure that you then end up 
with absolutely no society community knowledge about what it is. So then it does become dangerous, you know. If if I went to some indigenous community that had never had contact with the outside world and placed an M16 with the safety turned off in the center of the village, somebody's eventually going to shoot something or somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately for us, the first time it goes boom, they'll probably drop it and run. But um, it does. Without some knowledge, without the background, without the the ceremony, the reasons, then these things are just loose cannons. And uh, uh, that's... That's, like you said, the, to me, the biggest danger room being illegal is not that somebody might go to jail. It's that it destroys the the lineage and the knowledge. No container. Right. right. And I believe that's by design, right? It's by design because I, I the other thing that these medicines do is you, you do them enough. It's kind of like taking the red pill in the matrix. You know what I mean? I mean, they really do delete a lot of your programming. I mean, I had an experience on the medicine where... I kind of came to on the mushroom medicine, and I thought I was dead. But I wasn't afraid, you know what I mean? And what I was was I had no concept of Shauna anymore. I just was. I was I was just consciousness. And, 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 and it was wild. I couldn't, I had no recollection of, of me, of, of Shauna, right? And so what I learned after that experience was, oh, Everything I think of, like what I am, is a construct. Like Shauna, the personality, the identity of Shauna is 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 a construct, and yet I'm I'm way more than that construct. I, you know, I I I, I I'm this this consciousness. I'm awareness. I'm awareness. I'm awareness without being the Shauna, the identity of shauna it was very 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 profound so what they do in other words is they will shatter all those very comfortably held ideas of what reality is you know they'll shatter that and for for those who are very attached to what they think reality is well that can be that can freak them out right you got to be really prepared for that and i will say also that before i began these medicines i had a good solid eight years of psycho-spiritual work behind me and i had a lot of work with shadow as well, working on my own shadow, right? Because the other thing, too, is these medicines amplify the deep psyche. They amplify the conscious mind and the subconscious. So if there's any personal material that you don't really want to face, well, these medicines are going to get you to see that, right? So if you're not prepared, that can be really difficult. And yet, at the same time, I will say that you know, when you do these medicines, you receive a healing, and that healing may be ecstatic or it may be highly challenging, but it's always a healing, it's always a healing, because you get what you need to get because you're working with a plant teacher. But again, you know, if you're not prepared, because we're not prepared in this culture, you know, and if if you're not prepared, it can be just, it can really, really be not, not, a, not a good experience. But in any case, um, back to what I was saying by design, because you, you start to question everything, and you start to question the construct called society. Because what I realize now, when I look, I, it's like I'm looking with this very, very expanded awareness, and I realize society is, it's just consensus agreement. You know what I mean? Like, there's no such thing as Seattle, where I live. There's no such thing as 
Canada. There's no such thing as borders. There's no such thing as a corporation. What is it? It's all ideas, right? They're just ideas that someone said, okay, this area, we'll call this Seattle, and this we'll call Washington, and we'll call this, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a construct, and it's held together by consensus agreement. If we all said, you know what, and, and debt, debt doesn't exist. Do you know what I mean? It's a concept. So it's that level of awareness where I've gone, wow, you know what I mean? I am really seeing. Well, and it, 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 it's, I, I think people should notice that there's, you can listen to Joe Bolte-Taylor, who describes having a stroke uh-huh. and uh, calls it her stroke of insight. And oh, yes, I love that. Reached the point where I couldn't define where I stopped and everything else started. Right. And Angela talking about uh, ayahuasca plant medicine and San Pedro both, and mm-hmm. I couldn't define where I stopped and everything else started. And you have had the same experience with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. It there's there's a commonality where these things are going, people, and it, it's it's why you could be drawn to this plant, that plant, this experience, that experience. Uh, but I, gee, I'd rather have a plant experience than a stroke. I think. Yeah. <laughs> strokes, strokes have some other side effects, you know. Yes, they do. Um, so let's uh, take a quick break uh, and play some music from our dear friend Ina V. And uh, when we come back, I want to be sure that we get in uh, uh, for our podcast listeners who are legion. Uh, we want to be sure and, and spell out for them where they can find uh, more information on you and your website, your books, and um, uh, we'll see what uh, what George has in store. You never know. Maybe uh, Janet or Bill has a question, so Wonderful. we'll we'll see what happens. But this, I, I cannot, Gene, imagine playing anything else but Earth Prayer at this uh-huh. point. Do you? Oh yeah. Well, I. I I didn't think I'd have to say it. Yeah, I figured no. he would just do it. And yeah. Be... Uh, so this is uh, uh, our dear friend Ina V, who you can find at www.enavie.com. Uh, she's doing some amazing philanthropic work with the funds from this particular song, uh, which is uh, could be called Medicine, and it's based on the Hawaiian healing system of Ho'oponopono. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us, folks. And in the 
back, everybody. That was our dear friend Ina V with her song, Earth Prayer. Uh, we hope that you'll check it out and uh, get your very own copy. You can do amazing things with 99 cents these days. <laughs> really? And, and here we were, worried that we were, couldn't buy 
gum for a penny anymore. But look what you can do with 99 cents now. That's very true. So before we get back into uh, conversing, let's. Uh, uh, your your website is just your name, Shauna Home, but uh, we we already covered it. it's the Celtic spelling, so that's going to throw everybody a, a, a loop. It's kind of like having an Irish last name like O'Shields. For it's very simple. It's just like it sounds, but I guess since it sounds foreign to people, they think, oh, that. How do you spell that? O right. Shields. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so the website is shaunahome.com, and that is S like Sam, S-H-O-N-A-G-H-H-O-M-E.com. My last name is Home. So, yeah, shaunahome.com. And then the book is available on Amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com, and you can get it via Kindle. And uh, so the book is Love. And the book is called Love and Spirit Medicine. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, of course, we've had links popping through the chat room. That's what you miss when you don't get to join us live. But we have our archive that will be up this weekend at everydayconnection.me where we'll have links to the book and links to the website. and Oh, wonderful. Lots of good, wonderful stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Um, hey, I just ordered Ina V's song, by the way. That was beautiful. I'm so glad. Thank you for turning me on to her. She's gorgeous. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Isn't that amazing, uh, yeah. lady? She she was on three people in one day today, Jean. Yeah, yeah. We we uh, we uh, uh, introduced. We got Holly and to to Holly and Ilya at the radio station. Um, so, you know. And we also managed to get them onto the mango tree spot as well when we were there. So we're <laughs> yeah, there. that's why we're so burnt out. We spent the day uh, doing high energetic stuff, connections, Same. making connections. Making connections. Imagine that. Making connections. Every day. <laughs> well, that's the one. It's so fun, you know, because I've been saying that in this lifetime, we all get to be together again. You know, we're really, we're all finding each other again, which is so fun. It's really fun, you know. I mean, I worry a lot about this planet. I always say that, like, I don't really worry about my girls. I don't worry about myself, but I worry about this planet a lot, you know. And yet, there's so much beauty being birthed, you know, even even like this Ina V, like that beautiful music that she's putting forward, you know. And it's so important that we, we highlight that, especially because our news does nothing but keep us in, you know, perpetual, it's just perpetual bad news. It's chronic, right? And it keeps people in this really low frequency. And yet, I always say the greatest news, the biggest news you'll never hear is this awakening, this planetary awakening. So many people are waking up. It is, it is beautiful. It's amazing to me. Well, it's a gentle thing. It's not... Uh, adrenaline laced and that's what television provides is it, yeah. it's society as I see it anyway in the United States and, and, and probably in a lot of the other major what they call developed nations uh-huh. <laughs> is you run from adrenaline rush to adrenaline rush you, you're fueled on adrenaline it's one reason I think when people if they go on vacation like they go some remote place where they can't have internet and they can't have this and they can't have that. And then they, they get home. They say, I, I, I don't know. I slept the first two days. It was weird. It wasn't weird. That's how tired your body was when the adrenaline came off. Right. Well, they're cut off from their bodies as well. You know, um, 
which is this is one of the things I teach is 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 really taking people back into the technology of the body, you know, and really aligning once again with with our human bodies because our bodies like really like a biocomputer, and 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 our body can tell us when we are hearing a lie and when we're hearing a truth, and 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 it will give you in, intuitive information as well. There are, there are. Um, shamans who they'll get a yes or no based on something in their body that will happen right like they'll just their knee will twitch or so you know what i mean it's it's amazing the the beings that i have encountered on the mushroom journeys have said they've said there is a user's manual that comes with this body they said you haven't been given it but there is and you're gonna figure it out you're gonna figure it out so uh, in fact, one of the things they've said is that our hands, you know, when you go into mudras and stuff, um, your your hands, fingers are antenna. They're really antenna, which is fascinating because you, you think about like what a mudra does. It like it it's um it's all about currents. Like you create a specific current, right, With the, in the way that your fingers are touching and that current goes through your body. Right. And then also, you know, you touch different things, but you can really play with your hands in terms of touching things like a tree or a plant you know, and and receiving in that way, receiving in that way. So, so yeah, our physical bodies are amazing, amazing, and they deserve our respect. And it's just so upsetting, too, to see how cut off people are. Or, or they're in their head all the time. Right, right. Years ago, I had a shaman in the Yucatan say to me, you know, you are too in your head. you got to be in your body. Get back in your body, he would say. <laughs> right, right. It's like we're 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 only part way in. We're we're hovering yeah. halfway out because we're hanging out in the head, and huh? and and a great deal of this wisdom uh, of the body is is something we've been encouraging people for a while, and we sort of I suppose came at it from a point standpoint of if you've got pain, talk to your body, and y'all can work that out. But mm-hmm. the body is. Uh, I mean, I was a math science geek, technology guy, building radios when I was a you know, preteen, the body makes anything and everything that we have managed to stumble on look like child's play. It, it, uh, it, yeah. it it's a biocomputer. It's a trans, uh, transceiver, a transmitting and receiving mechanism that can transmit to the opposite end of the galaxy without any time lag. That's right. Um, science not even sure that's possible. In fact, a lot of them are sure it's impossible, mm. but. Taint so, um, and it, it's a, it's another one of those things. We talked. I, I guess we started with uh, in the pre-show with this separation of my soul is this thing over there that fucks with me now and again, and and and, and, and but this separation from the from the body and the body's wisdom is uh, and the body's intelligence. There's there's literal intelligence in the body, and <laughs> and your body can tell you long before you've got cancer and you're off in the ward, your body can tell you, you know, look, I really need a couple of extra oranges today. And you can avoid a dozen years of suffering because you've paid attention. Yep. Yep. And and like you said, it can tell you that about the body next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really something. I think this is what this is what we're returning to, too, because the body is earth. It really is Earth, you know. So we are we're um, really being forced at this point, you know, to to see just how connected everything really is, and and um, and view how we treat the Earth 
with a much higher mind now, we're, we're being really being forced to, right? I mean, these multinational corporations have just been devastating this planet. And we've been, it's all happening with our consent, you know. We must no longer consent. And then the same thing with our bodies. We're so divorced from our bodies, we just sort of give them over unquestioningly to modern medicine, which, you know, if I if I get in a motorcycle accident, not that I ride motorcycles, you know, get me to the hospital. But if I have an actual disease, no way. I don't want them managing my disease. You know what I mean? I want it to heal. And so it requires a, a much more expanded viewpoint. And, and But really, I think that expanded viewpoint is, a, is, is, is an expansion that we were in at one time on this earth. We were in an expanded state where we understood that everything was connected, you know, and we knew we were earth. And, and, and so we're hopefully, I think, going well, to turn to that. If it was, you know, Saturday morning and everybody's out of school, so now we all got together in the somebody's front yard on the block and we decided we were going to play a game. Gee, I wonder what it would be like if we forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dogs would remind us. Um, there's several. It, it sounds like a pack, but there's really only three dogs, one of whom is a neurotic little chihuahua up there, but uh, if somebody does the wrong thing, boy, I wouldn't want to be the one doing the wrong thing. I'll just put it that way, because two of them are big old German shepherds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they sounded big. They and sound uh, Well, it's interesting, because she and I both have black dogs named Molly and uh, that have weird-looking eyes when you take flash pictures of them. And uh, my Molly's little. I live in an apartment. She lives on property outside of town. She has big, almost pure black German Shepherd, like, nev- would never see her at night. Hmm. Uh, but when you take a flash picture of her, one of her eyes is green and one of them is blue. Ah. And, um, uh, but, yeah, that's uh, Molly and Lukey are uh, protectors of the property up there. And uh, so anybody hmm. thinking of trying to figure out where Jean lives? You can... Well, you can try. Just, just, just <laughs> yeah. don't show up there at night. It won't be pretty, <clears throat> but it'll probably be fast. Probably won't suffer too much. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, it'll be bloody. I'll put it that way. It'll yeah, be a they're, mess. They're here for a reason. Yeah. They're here for a reason. And um, well, well, Molly's here for the same work. reason. I just need, you know, I call her the vortex puppy. She's an energy balancer. That's what she does. Oh yeah, animals are amazing, aren't they? I, I I used to volunteer for hospice. I would do uh, Reiki in hospice, and then there were other people who would volunteer with their animals. And you would hear these stories of these animals that would know when someone was about to die, you know, and they would make themselves available. And uh, you know, it was yeah, people were bringing in these dogs, beautiful, beautiful beings, really amazing, you know, and 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 so protective of us when when that is required. And uh, and so tuned in, just really something. Oh yeah, amazing! That's why I'm moving to Costa Rica. Molly's retiring. Ah. If I get her there, I'll probably get called somewhere else. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, she's been in some situations where she probably had to do some really hard work, including while we were in Costa Rica. She was. I was told to tell her she wasn't going to have to ba- balance energy like that again. So oh. that's wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, hmm. 
So somebody who's having has become a Quaker listening to tonight's show, uh, and is quaking, like you said, perhaps uh, uh-huh. after all this talk about sacred plant medicine. Um, we've sort of given I've, I've thrown out the epithet of you know don't just run down to the corner. What would you did a lot of research, and and you know so since knowing that there's yeah there could be a plant medicine expert next door and you might not know but. Well, where would what kind of advice would you give somebody that feels drawn that way? Where would you? Well, there are there are a number of of, of really excellent books on this subject, and um, and actually, by the way, my book being one of them. Uh, in fact, New Spirit Journal just reviewed my book, and they said that for anyone considering using plant medicine, my book would make a huge difference. So I will plug my book, Love and Spirit Medicine. I was and, hoping you would. Yeah, and then, uh, but I also list a number of books in the back of my book as well, uh, because there are so many really fantastic ones. So um, uh, there is one called The Psychedelic Explorer's Guide by James Fadiman. Uh, there's a fabulous one called Psychedelic Healing, The Promise of Entheogens for Psychotherapy and Spiritual Development. That's by Dr. Neil Goldsmith. And... Um, uh, oh my goodness! What else? There are there are a number of good. I mean, once you start kind of looking, you you will find so many. Now, t- Dr. Thomas Roberts, I love his book, um, the one that I mentioned, the Psychedelic Future of the Mind: How Entheogens Are Enhancing Cognition, Boosting Intelligence, and Raising Values. That's a very very good good book to read. Um, so yeah, and then there was one on um, mushrooms and shamanism. And well, while you're grabbing that, I'll just mention for the uh, science geeks. I, I, I mentioned that I was one, and I would say still am one. It it has its role, it has its place um, in the room. I think you'd be interested to find that, um, for example, Carl Sagan wrote a piece on cannabis. And uh, what a an amazing tool it had been for him in his work. Cannabis. Oh yes. And, and Carl Sagan is you know mentioned in the same sentence with Einstein, and uh, you'll find that a lot of great scientific minds were using an entheogen of one sort or another. Oh my goodness! Of course, they go all the way back to Judeo Christianity and and beyond. I mean. Um, and the 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 the, the, um, the at the temples of Delphi, they would drink a psychotropic substance, you know, and then go into high trance. And the Norse, uh, you had the Volva, V-O-L-V-A. Those were women as well who worked with psychotropic substance, and they would go into trance and bring through information. I mean, um, oh yeah, these substances go. They're everywhere, and of course they would be, right? Because they take you into these states of, of profound expansion, right? Um, fascinating. So there's also there is a um, website called RealitySandwich.com, and um, and they have published a lot of um, articles on shamanism and and plant entheogens, and so that's always good to kind of go on and you know there as well, um, and. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Oh. So there are a lot of resources out there, and like you said, I, I I believe too that if you're if you're looking for the information, you'll find it. 
if you yes, in open fact, your eyes and notice as it passes by. Yes, I'll tell you that before I began the mushrooms, I was in the Yucatan working with my shaman teacher, and, and he said to me, Sean, just know that you don't find the medicine. The medicine finds you. And, and, and that's precisely what happens. So if, if you feel called to this, then know that you're going to find your way to it, because you will. And, and set the intention that you find your way to it in such a way that it's done with the highest integrity and that you are, you know, set that intention that you want to be saved and protected and held, you know, and, and it, will, it will be so. It will be so, you know. I mean, we really co-create our reality, and so the intention is, is the intentionality is everything, as you well know. Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, uh, so stay open, you know. You, you mm-hmm. get called down the road, you're looking at ayahuasca, and suddenly you, everything's about mushrooms. Well, well, there might be something there, folks. But I, I want to mention again your book, Love and Spirit Medicine by Shauna Home, and you'll find links to it at, at her website. You will find links on our uh, archive that will be up this weekend at everydayconnection.me because even in your list, all of the ones you listed were written by men. And uh, uh, I think that it always was perhaps a an area that the women were the experts in. And uh, that's it's kind of the way I feel about all these books about the sacred feminine. Most of those are written by men, too. What? We've got our own sacred masculine that needs to be rehabilitated, you know? And because it ain't this testosterone-laced thing that's been running around for a couple thousand years. But well, you know what I say, though, Rick? That it's, it's the patriarchy, and the patriarchy wounds its men every bit as much as it wounds its women. It really does. Well, because I, I love my brothers. To me, the I, biggest division, the, the biggest injury that it does to men is because of the injury it does to women because we're distanced from women and we're you know they're inferior or they're this or they're to be controlled or they're whatever when every single man on this planet right now was born of a woman and for the first bits of their life if they were going to have some peace and love and comfort it was in the arms of a woman and and this patriarchal, masculine-dominated, for you men friends of mine that think I'm a traitor, has taken that away from you. It has taken your home away from you. And uh, don't put up with it. Okay, there's my plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I also would... Exit soapbox. Yeah, well, but I just would add to that, too, that, you know, I mean, men are given a false idea of how they're supposed to be in this culture, and they're cut off from their own inner feminine. And and really, what is the feminine? The feminine is the emotions, it's the feelings, it's the intuition. And, And men are raised to think, well, man up, man up. Don't cry. Don't show your don't show your emotions. Don't show your weakness. You know what I mean. So then they are shut off from their own feelings, and then of course you know makes it difficult for them to communicate with with women. Um, So yeah, I mean we just and if you can't communicate with women, you can't. You're not going to make peace with your feminine side. Oh no! Can't talk to women. Wow. No. no. So. It, it it is it's a it's a two-edged sword and yeah. uh, so i'm We've thrilled that big, you're out there 
Yeah, we've got, thank you. We have big healing to do. Don't you agree? We have big healing to do in this culture, you know. But I think, it's, I think it's in progress. I really do. Oh, it is. There, it, it was, it's quiet, perhaps, but yeah. you see it poking its head out around the corner. Yes. Yes, because the pendulum has swung so far, so far in the other direction that it's, it only makes sense, and of course, it's starting to come back, you know, because people are saying, "I'm way out of balance here." You know, they're looking yeah. for balance. They're looking to find themselves again, you know. So it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a bloody brilliant time to be alive. I'm telling you. It really is. I know. I know. I always joke that we all. I think we butted in line to get here. Oh, are you kidding? I wouldn't have missed this. That's right. <laughs> it's a, this is the biggest. This is the hottest ticket in the galaxy right now, folks. I'm proud, I at so. least. I think so. Yep. <laughs> Um, and we have a big audience, <clears throat> bigger than seven billion, to be sure. Um, okay, so here we go again. Ninety minutes—it's a blink of an eye. That's how I always forget to take break till we're like an hour in, because it just seems like ah, sitting around chatting with friends. What are we doing? You know, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Speaking of chatting with friends, we have more coming. We do. As we remember, re hyphen member the EC family. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a couple of musicians coming up on our regular show times next week. Tuesday and Thursday nights at eight PM Eastern time. We have Kevin Rowe. Rowe? Rowe. Rowe. Kevin Rowe, you know me. Kev Rowe. Kev Rowe. Kev Rowe. Musician. And he's going to be coming on the show on Tuesday night. And then on Thursday, we have musician and founder of the Institute of Creative Consciousness, David Eisen. And uh, he'll be coming on Thursday night. And then Wednesday, we have a special morning show for those of you who'd like to make a live daytime show that aren't able to to join us at nighttime live. We have a 10 a.m. show on Wednesday because our guest is actually from the U.K., so we've arranged a special time for him. His name is Derek Mills, and he's an author. Yeah, because our our show's on at about like 2 a.m. in uh, the U.K., and that can be rough. We They find it hard to answer questions like who on earth is <laughs> and what do you do when they're asleep or needing that much coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're going to be a guest on Christy Lynn Abrams' show next Friday, the 14th. Um, yes, I you're am. You're just becoming quite the little celebrity, ma'am. <laughs> I just pop in from time to time. Actually, it's going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about fibromyalgia. So I'm really hoping to get down and dirty into dispelling some of this. Screw it. Let's, we're going to break wide open the lies that this is an incurable disease and there's something wrong with your body and that's why you're suffering. Um, I'm hoping to get Now there get you go again with the, the scientific that. thing. Let's blame the body. Right. So I'm hoping that this is going to be a show where we can really openly um, explore that. And even if we manage to to click into one heart and it changes their way of viewing it and they find a solution to um, to this. And I'm not I'm not saying that this is not a dilapidating state of disease. It is. It screws up your life. I get it. I have it. I'm living a normal life now. Spent several and screwed up years. You. I spent several screwed up years. Absolutely. But I'm hoping that 
my new way of looking at it that has helped me to overcome or look past or make friends with again the body that I was blaming for the pain. Um, I'm hoping that if I can explain that, then a couple people can pick on pick up on on what I'm trying to say, and if it define their own way to health and well-being and, and pain-free days, because I, I don't think people should be in pain all the time. No, it just can't be right. No, George, George no. doesn't. George doesn't make junk. You're not broken. <laughs> You're not broken, and that's the key. That's the key to understanding. And, and finding your way out of fibromyalgia is, is the realization that you're not broken. But so if you're interested in that kind of that kind of show, then that's a good one to tune into on Friday. So be sure and uh, you know check us out on Facebook because we'll put links up on the Everyday Connection page, uh, Facebook.com/slash Everyday Connection, and then you can just look for Jane Victoria Narlock, Rico Shields, friend us on Facebook. Uh, we always love new friends. It's great to re-hyphen member. Uh, family and friends. So, Absolutely. and, and, and not, don't forget to uh, stop by stop by iTunes as well. I mean, if if you like the show and um, you're like like me, your memory is kind of if it's not important, I ain't gonna remember it right at the moment. Kind of person, and you can't make the live shows, and you want to be able to have the archives delivered to your computer stuff. You can actually find us at iTunes automatically on iTunes, and you'll get the show delivered to you the next day if you subscribe. And you can download for free all of our past shows, so all of our archives are available to you. It sounds like shameless self-promotion minute, but it is. Um, (laughs) We've just instituted a mailing list, um, and the sign-up is right on the front page of our uh, website at everydayconnection.me. There's also an email sign-up little button you can click on our Facebook page. Right now, I'll be doing good if I can get one out every weekend to tell you who's coming up the next week. Uh, but we're starting to have enough things with we're going to be having the Stranger Connection videos. Uh, there's one in the can that's waiting to be edited now. We have our connection clips. Uh, that uh, I have another one of those that's going to go up either tonight or first thing in the morning uh, that's ready to go. So we have a list of those. We have our new YouTube channel so that these lists of different things are going to be right there. It'll say Connection Clips, and they'll just be right in a row, or uh, Stranger Connection, and they'll be right in a row. Uh, and and um, so we've got so much going on that we're going to try to – I'm going to try to keep one going out once a week, but uh, you're certainly not going to hear from us more than uh, – Twice a week, because I would. Twice have, a week. Oh, I would have to do it, you know. I think. No, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I and, think and I'm not into bugging, enough, my friend. But I'm not into bugging. Yeah. People, but even some okay. of our 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 dear EC fam members have been saying, you know, man, I can't keep track of everything y'all are doing. So that's going to be a great way to stay connected with what's happening yeah, well, at Everyday Connection. Uh, keep it all in one convenient location for y'all to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, y'all have a fantastic weekend. Join us Tuesday evening. And until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 
Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details.